Blog Talk Radio. Join the conversation on the Ask Sharifa AMA. Ask me anything. Where Sharifa Hardy and expert guests answer your questions. Press 1 to join the conversation where we discuss your favorite topics from love, family, politics, career, business, intuition, spirituality, and more. To be a guest on the Ask Sharifa AMA or for advertising opportunities, visit our website at AskSharifa.com. And now your host, Sharifa Hardy. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask Sharifa, hashtag AMA. This is definitely an AMA, ask me anything, because I am going to ask our guest today a million questions, and we're going to find all about him and his business. But before we do that, we want you to do what we always ask you to do, and that's post the show, tweet the show. Send it out to your LinkedIn network. Send a text and let everyone know that Ask Sharifa AMA is live. If you want to join the conversation, feel free to give us a call at 563-999-3603. Again, that number is 563-999-3603. If you want to join the conversation, please press 1. Today's guest is a very special guest, a longtime friend of mine, Mr. Jerry L. Green of the Southern California Black Business Expo. Jerry has a lot going on, though, not just the Southern California Black Business Expo. He has the Expo, the Black Business Directory, the Southern California Black Business Expo Community Calendar, the Black Student Advocate, Serving the People Nonprofit, Juneteenth, and so much more. Good morning, Mr. Green. How are you today? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are very welcome. You are very welcome. How are you? I'm good. You know something? Ready? It's going to be a fabulous Friday, a great weekend, Mm -hmm. and we're just ready to continue, just go out and do the work with what we call to do. Okay, fantastic. Now, you just had an event, a training academy recently. Can you tell us a little bit, before we actually start talking about that event, can you tell us a little bit about Southern California Black Business Expo, who you are, what you do? Okay. So, Expo, I've been in and out of the Expo arena now about 10 years. I'm a licensed real estate broker, so when the market dumped in 07, I had to reinvent myself. And because when every time I close a, a uh, real estate transaction, I would, would refer the uh, services, plumbing, electrical, and things like that to black contractors. So when it was time for, me, time for me to make a lateral move, I reached out to them, and they were like, yeah, Jerry, no problem. We already made money with you with the referrals, so we sure enough will um, um, support your business. So initially we started off as the um, Inland Empire Black Business Directory, then we went to the black brand, which is black business resource and networking directory. And then we evolved to the uh, Southern California black business expo. So I actually been using the name since about, uh, 2008, 2009, you know, I even have uh, YouTube videos back then when I was, um, originally launching it. So start off with the marketplace and the Inland Empire Riverside, Summerdale counties and then took it on tour as we came back in uh, 2014. So we have done events in Compton, Altadena, Marietta, 
Ontario. Um, let me see where else. It's probably like a good five or six places. That's when we really were on tour. And then we said we're going to change the business model. We had to make a pivot uh, last year. And we said we we're going to do four events in each region, meaning the Empire, so San Bernardino, Riverside County. We would do events quarterly. Then next year we move into the L.A. market, do the same thing. And then the following year, maybe two years, do the same thing in the San Diego County area. So we'll be doing an expo every month, but just in different regions throughout Southern California. So we do the expo, a quarterly event, and then we have the directory, actual printed version, 10,000 issues go out bi-monthly. So we, it's a sister-brother type relationship there. And always part of the actual um, model was where the B2B was the expo, the B2C is the directory, and then we need a community event. So that's when we uh, evolved and been looking at other individuals doing community events. So it's called the week of Juneteenth, which is going to be uh, June 15th through June 22nd, 2019, 18 months out because it takes a lot of planning. And we look at over 30 to 35 different activities from uh, bid widths, dominoes, poker, horseshoes, double dutch, uh, a church hat stroll and gospel brunch. So every day for that week would be a different activity to get the whole community involved, looking at tennis, looking at basketball tournaments, looking at softball tournaments, where church and community can actually bridge. So it's just going to looking to be a great uh, family event. And actually the Saturday, the 22nd, would actually be the uh, big unity festival and concert that we're looking at uh, promoting. So we're looking at, at what artists will bring out that will draw the crowd uh, that we want to have there and everything. So that's just a little bit what's going on. Wow. So that's going to be interesting. You brought out <laughs> all the games. You got the double judge, the dominoes. Like that's, you know, that's for the people. The people go come yeah. out and, and, and have a good time. And, and really what this is, is this is our signature fundraiser for my nonprofit, which is serving the people. And what we do up on the nonprofit is we actually go into schools and advocate for black kids. So with that, and that's a whole, and the Black Student Advocate is actually a standalone corporation. But if we need to cross into the nonprofit arena, we have serving the people. And that's all that I've ever done from even the churches I've been in and everything else. We just, we just about serving the people and lifting up our community. So, so that's some things we do on that end right there. So. Okay, fantastic. Why is the Southern California Black Business Expo so important to you? Well, it's so important because of gentrification and because we're so diluted out here in Southern California. There's no true, hardcore, what we would call black community anymore because everyone is so spread out. So actually individuals want to find out what's going on in the community. It's something we just made a pivot uh, over the weekend to our business model also is that we're really pushing hard the actual uh, community calendar. So individuals can list their events on our website, complimentary or free. And from that, then I will start doing then a community calendar. So if it's seven different events on Saturday, there will be seven different, different community calendar videos I would do then send them to the individuals, then they can put it on their social media handles to drive more people. But what happens is, 
is say if we have 15 events going on in the community and all of them are in one week and all of them send me the information, the qualifier, they have to list that event on my website. I'm not chasing individuals to uh, put their information in. They have to be diligent about putting their own information in, but that's a qualifier because we look over their information for grammatical errors and things like that. And once we approve it, then we know we're going to add that to the community calendar. So now once we send out the calendar to say seven different people, now you got seven other people actually pushing your business because, or your event, because it's on the website, which is one central portal where you can go. And that's uh, www.fcbbe.com forward slash events. And you can list your events complimented. Okay. And now, that seems like, that's an excellent answer. First of all, let me just say excellent answer. But that seems more from a business aspect. From a personal aspect, just being a a person, a human being, are there certain um, areas that drive you that this is so important for you in the black community? Yeah. Well, you know, that's why we, we pivoted. Before we were doing mm-hmm. so much in the business arena. And I said, you know something, mm-hmm. I need to go consumer direct because consumers are also business owners versus business owners are such a smaller market. And individuals mm-hmm. want to know what's going on. That's why we don't get support. And I'm all about, again, it's so many activities that individuals are working hard to promote and put together, you know, nationwide and worldwide to support the black community. So as long as it's positive mm-hmm. and it's going to be uplifting, something that can encourage the next person and help our community, I'm with it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You know, so that, that's it. It's just, just about lifting up. And, you know, when I grew up, I grew up in a suburb of Detroit, a city called Ypsilanti. And Ms. Johnson down the street, Ms. Joyner across the street, they could straighten you up. And by the time you got home, your mom had something for you too. So we don't have that anymore. So I want to get back to, you know, if we're out and we see a kid doing something wrong, we can say, hey, hey, young man, young sister, hey, don't do it like that. And they're not so resistant because they're not used to someone else uh, correcting them. We knew if someone said something back in the day in the community, it was the same, had the same uh, leverage and same authority as our parents, you know, mm-hmm. and, and them days are over, you know, so I'm just trying to bring that, um, that back, you know, with the community event and other things we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you just recently had an event. Correct. Held, you held right. your training academy, and your training academy academy is one aspect of one of the things that you do. Correct. And, and so it's, it's called the Southern California Black Business Expo on Tour Training Academy. So we have mm-hmm. individuals over the weekend, we had individuals talking about health and wellness. We had Dr. Wright, who's a uh, top 100 crowdfunding experts. We had... Um, Kat Shepard, who's a social media expert. Then we also had uh, Daryl from Yoko Loco out of Las Vegas. Him and his business partner, Stormy, they have collectively helped businesses scale up to 100, 100 million. So we had mm-hmm. these kind of speakers at our event. So we're actually moving in the direction, not just the expo, but training, because I see that's a big need in the black business community is training. So we can mm-hmm. help a business from ground zero all the way to scale up now that we collectively we know we have resources and team members and affiliates to get help some business get up to 100 million. 
mm-hmm. know, so that's what we're about is economics. The bottom line is we got we need to talk economics to really help our community. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you say to people who are moving away from the whole black business uh, model and moving more into um, just mainstream or just focusing on businesses? Well, you know something? I, I, my response to them is Donald Trump is the best thing that could have happened to the black community because mm-hmm. he should, he, he's teaching us that we got to look out for each other. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to look out for his group, for his tribe, and we got to look out for our group and our tribe. And that's the easiest mm-hmm. way to say it, because if we don't support each other, you know, we're really going to be in trouble, a lot worse trouble than we are right now. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is that we have the tools, the assets, the, the skills, and the resources, meaning people who can train us. We just got to find out who they are. And we have to make mm-hmm. the investment in ourselves. It's always amazing to me when individuals will spend 20 to 60, 100, $200,000 for a degree and go out and beg, beg for a job, but won't pour into themselves for self-development. I just don't understand that. Mm-hmm. You know. So you feel that, and, there's uh, more, that there's a need for entrepreneurs within the black community? Oh, for sure. Because understand is how everything is going. You're not going to retire being retiring from a corporate America job. You still probably mm-hmm. can retire in 20, 30 years from a government job, but corporate America mm-hmm. is shifting too fast. You know, think about this. Think about how many people started back 20 years ago in the post office. Amazon mm-hmm. by themselves saved the post office because of deliveries. So they say the post office, but look at how many other businesses they put out of business. So it's a shift in both ways. So you got to look at and see what is going to be here in 20 years, 30 years. You know, so another thing we do up under serving the people is we do pop-ups and talking back to the skills. And that's when we go out and let kids put their hands on electrical, plumbing, carpentry. If a young person today, and I saw they were having some challenges in schools, I would tell them to look at a trade. And the trade I would tell them to look at would be carpentry and specializing in roofing. Because most roofs are 30-year roofs. And look how old the houses are here in California. So the money they can make just on roofing is unlimited. And even in the whole construction arena, uh, you know, to do your own, any listener here can do their own unofficial survey. When you're driving down the freeway Saturday morning, look around you and see who's got tools in the back of their trucks. A lot of times they don't look like us. And it just shows the need that's there. And a lot of the skills right now, carpentry, electricians, things like that, they're aging out. So it's all, all types of opportunities there in that arena. And with that, many of them is always going to have a job. You walk around with a soft skill set, you know, unless you can sell something, then you, you can be unemployed. If you're just a paper pusher, you know, and I use MBA, and the phrase I use for MBA is might be able to. Mm. Just because you have an MBA don't deep. mean, yeah, you might don't mean you can manage. Mm. And that, what it says is you're going to go into a company and go into an existing system. And with that, you're going to be able to run it and take it to the next level or at least maintain where it is. And you might be able to. Mm-hmm. That's not guaranteed. So you feel, you believe no. that people would be better off learning the trade? 
Well, you know, it's a balance. I mean, you need to learn it. You, everyone needs a trade or some, 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 some sort of skill set that they can take care of themselves. And understanding and in the arena of education, so the dropout rate has always been, say, between 35 and 55%. But back in our parents' day, you could get a job to take care of your family. You can't do that today with just a high school diploma. And what, mm-hmm. what college is is a qualifier and a filter, and that's to keep you outside. But if you have a skill set, plumber, electrician, then you always should be able to you know, find work and take care of your family. So, so that, that's okay. why I push. But with that, now read books. I believe in self-development. I don't have mm-hmm. any formal degrees, but I have paid coaching, a gentleman coaching, uh, $1,000 a month, back from 1999 to uh, 2002. Um, I was paying $1,000 a month for coaching. And you have to read and you got to go to seminars and things like that. So I'm in a training program right now still myself because we always have to evolve and develop and see also what's out here in the marketplace and how that's changing, you know, and we, even in our households and also in our businesses, we got to be able to pivot real fast if something happens. Right. In order to to stay open and stay alive. To to stay alive, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, last week we saw that, it was between 63 to 65 uh, Sam's clubs are closing. So mm-hmm. now think about that. the, think about the, um, the survival mode. How many p- businesses have Sam's club or Walmart put out of business mom and pops? Right. Now you have the internet that's taken them out. Mm-hmm. So it's the evolution. So we have to put our kids in the uh, STEM programs and things like that. And when I go in and I speak at schools and I go and ask young uh, the class, I'll ask, hey, how many of you are here like sports? You know? And they're like, yeah, I say football, basketball, baseball. And then they raise their hand. I say, you know, that's nothing, in, nothing more than algebra and geometry and trig because of the angles. And they look and I say, think about it. Is angles. So if we can start relating more subjects to kids' interest, then they might be more interested long term. But what, how we just force something down a, a circle into a square peg, kids just don't get it, and they're very resistant. You know, so yeah, that, that's what I see when I go in and, and talk at schools and dealing with the. Uh, administrators and things like that. It's something else parents get involved in your kid's school. Don't believe the hype of what the administrators and the teachers tell you. I go in and I find out that uh, there's bullying going on at schools from teachers and administrators. They're lying to the parents and things like that. So you got to get involved. And part of our objective is to stop the preschool to prison pipeline. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in California, how it breaks down with discipline, it goes black boys, then black girls, then every other race of boys. So how are young sisters more disciplined more than other boys? Something's wrong with that. No, I agree. I I believe that the African-American female is the most unprotected species on this earth. So I, I definitely agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, you know, if they were trying to, and we came in on this process uh, probably at the middle 
when they were trying to expel this young brother from uh, Riverside Unified School District. And mm-hmm. in the, his expulsion hearing, they brought in 14 school staff. Wow. I mean, so think about that. Now, you got 14 people, say, making, say, in Southern California, they could be making anywhere, say, from 50 to maybe 120 a year. And you right. got 14 of them, you know, and that's how bad they are trying to put this young brother out the district, you know. And we got to look at also how the school system is criminalized. Now you got law mm-hmm. enforcement right there on school site. So things before right. where you might get kicked out of school, now a little kid going to catch a case. That's why you can have yeah, little boys eight years old being arrested in schools and things like that, you know. You which, okay? Do you which of your program is that the Black Student Advocate that focuses That's on the, the schools and the schools? Yes. Okay. Yes. Where can people find more information about the Black Student Advocate and how they how they can get involved? They can go to the the Black Student Advocate dot com. Okay. Okay. And when and that I just had that business started. And that corporation, I got to pay for about now about six months ago. Okay. But I just started getting calls from parents because I'm in the community. Mm-hmm. Jerry, they're trying to kick my baby out of school. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. You know, and I got a call from the uh, Reno Valley uh, Unified School District uh, superintendent when a Hispanic teacher called a young black boy a slave. Oh, wow. know, that was all in the news out in Southern Cal and everything. So he called me and said, Jerry, you know, we need your help. So I went in, you know, and helped him with the situation. You know, I mean, I get calls that we have another school district where an eight-year-old boy, he get his paper back and KKK is written on it. Oh, you wow. Know? From the teacher? You get a, you got a, no, from, from another little boy. But the issue when I got called in is the parent was trying to go talk to the administrators to um, – find out what was going on with the investigation and the administrators never want to sit down with the parent. So when mm-hmm. I went in, I said, the first problem is your job is to protect that baby. So what peace of mind did you give this parent that his child was safe coming into this environment that you're managing? So that's the, so when we get a call as a black student advocate, it's two different directions. It goes. One is either it's, it's an issue dealing with the, in a personal relationship, with the uh, em- employees of the district, or it's because they're not meeting the needs for the IEP or 504 for the child. And many times the school districts don't want to give the resources for their kid. They, they want the, the attention and the money for the ADD and all the other things the kid is labeled with, but they many times don't want to give the resources. You know, because, you know, when you have a kid that has some challenges, you got to put some resources, you know, or, or bodies to help their kid get through the day, and they don't want to do that. So what happens is you'll see them discipline that kid out of the district. And so what happens is if you have 2,000 kids and now you have 50 of them that can be disruptive because of whatever issue and that they're not getting the services they need from a district, then the district want to get rid of them. Why? Because now you, don't, you can just teach and not do any discipline. But it's your job to be able to manage that kid on all different levels, you know. And so we mm-hmm. see that as something else parents need to understand. When these districts and superintendents are talking about 
hey, we graduated 98% of the kids, you know, that's only the 98% that started the beginning of their senior year. That's not the freshmen who made it four years. So that's a, that's a little uh, deception that they use. The thing is to find out how many kids started as freshmen and then how many kids are in the senior class. And then that's going to tell you, you know, what's, a lot of times what's going on. If school districts were really doing their job, you would not have a, a big need for all these charter schools. Mm. Excellent point. Excellent. And, 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 not and, only the, the not, charter schools, but the homeschooling. Yeah, but see, it's, it's not just, and I'm saying a lot about the school district, but part of what we do is accountability for the student and the parent, too. So as soon as we mm-hmm. get a call, we're requesting educational records, attendance records, discipline, you know, IEPs. So we want to go in and see what's all going on. You know, so one time I went to uh, allocate for a kid, and uh, we get there. I get there, and I'm waiting on the mom. She comes, and a boy's sitting in the car, and he gets out the car. I said, you know, it doesn't present well that I'm here to advocate for you and your son, and you bring him 20 minutes late to school. That just don't present well. So mm-hmm. with that, we're fair when we go into the district, but we do hold them accountable, and we hold the parents accountable too. So after we go in and advocate for a kid, then – the parents, we have them call us every day for, for two weeks to make sure everything is on track. No different. I'm part of the military. Make sure we get the basics down, and then we can launch and, and, and move forward. And, you know, an issue we had out here in, in Val Verde Unified School District is that we went in on the 6th of um, – no, we went in on the 4th of October for IEP, and then on the 12th we had to go back again. Because once you sign IEP, the next day it goes into effect. The school district still wasn't uh, doing what they need to do for the young boy. Mm-hmm. It would seem that many student, parents may not even be aware that they can have an a, a advocate. You were saying the same student. Yeah, and the same student, he was getting disciplinary problems. And then he, we, when we looked through his record, he was supposed to have had a hearing test six months ago. And because no of what I do, test. right, and because what I do in the community and in the, in the directory, I had an audiologist uh, friend, and, and also who's my audiologist, he said, Jerry, send, send the mom down, I got him. I'll take care of him, no problem. So go down, and he does have a hearing problem. So when we put him to the front of the class, we have any more problems like that. Oh, wow. But many parents may not realize that they have an option as far as an advocate. Many parents feel Correct. helpless and hopeless that there's nothing that um, they're going to be able to do. They they need and, you know, someone and, like yourself. And that's you know, it, it, there are lawyers out that advocate, and there's some other individuals that out out here that advocate, but they're not aggressive for what I see. You know, mm-hmm. that you assume every now and then, but we're actually aggressively letting parents know that we're here. And so two mm-hmm. things that we do. And our phone app, should, we should sit down with the uh, developer and start that next week. So mm-hmm. one thing we have is we're uh, issuing out black bands. And the mm-hmm. black band has the website and the phone number. And it's the same concept that's prepaid legal or legal shield is that if a kid has that band teacher administrator, you know, you one phone call away for someone coming in and saying, why are you treating that baby bad? It's to hold mm-hmm. both parties accountable. 
So if kid, if you have that band and then we come in and we look at the record saying, no, I'm not going to go and I'm not going to go and represent you for nonsense. You have a responsibility Mm -hmm. too, you know? And the other thing is our phone number. Our phone number is 833-925-1957. And the 925-1957 is relevant because that was the first day that the Little Rock Nine integrated the school system. And our service mark is the black community has always needed an advocate to get an education. Yes. So let's give that number one more time. 833-925-1957. And last year just made, I think it was the uh, 60th year anniversary. And I just went to an event Monday when one of the individuals of the nine was actually speaking for Dr. Martin Luther King Day. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. We have some more questions. If you are just now tuning in to Ask Sharifa AMA, we are, we are having a very enlightening conversation with Jerry L. Green of the Southern California Black Business Expo, as well as Serving the People, the Black Student Advocate, and Juneteenth. Jerry is doing so much. If you've missed the first half hour of the show, you definitely want to catch it in the archives. If you have questions for Jerry, feel free to give us a call at 563-999-3603. Again, that number is 563-999-3603. We do have to stop for a brief, very brief commercial break, but we will be right back. When you need an expert plumber, you need jordansruder.com. Get free estimates, 24-hour service, special discounts for seniors and veterans. That's jordansruder.com. Have a home repair or some remodeling you need done? No problem. We can handle all that, too. Give us a call today at 800-300-0358. At Jordans Ruder, we take pride in our work and always make sure to get the job done right the first time. That's jordansruder.com. We want to be your or Mr. Fix-It. As we say goodbye to this amazing 12-year-old little girl named Chikaya, we want to cherish her memory with some amazing new products, like a full fragrance line, lotions, body baths, and more. A portion of the sales will go to research and awareness. Visit sixtween.org. Chikaya was a happy little girl who loved to smell good, smile, and live life to the fullest each and every day. You can forever cherish her memory with this amazing product line that's dedicated to her. That's the number six, T-W-E-E-N.org. Together, we can cherish the memory of Chikaya. Thank you. If you are just now tuning in, we are speaking with Jerry L. Green. We are having a very interesting conversation in regards to how do we save our communities and how do we help our children. Seeing the black student advocate, something that for a long time I didn't even know existed. I didn't even know we had advocates and advocates who are specifically here to help our black students. And that's why Jerry L. Green is here to discuss his program, his expo, his calendar. Jerry has so much going on. We're discussing the June 10th, 10th week event. Jerry, so much going on, so much going on. Now, what are some of the reasons that a parent can contact you to, to have a black student advocate? You know something? 
they, for in, just if they have a question. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, this is the really the situation we see with the parents. Parents mm-hmm. either don't know their rights for their student, their child, mm-hmm. or they're embarrassed and don't want to go speak in front of the board because of the, everyone at the board's education. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so that's the two reasons many times parents call us. And they just, many times, their kids, they just don't know their rights. So districts would tell them something and they don't know. To say, okay, where's that at in ed code? Show me, show mm-hmm. me that in writing. You know, because really what happens is, is we're the first step to find out if the kids' civil rights have been violated. Mm-hmm. That, that's really what it comes down to. So, and the whole tone changes when we go in and advocate. So the kind of advocates we have are past parents who have kids who had IEPs of 504s, uh, we have one advocate who used to be a union uh, steward. You know, we have some past administrators. You know, so I go in more on the discipline of the actual school or telling the school where they're wrong. But my okay, advocates, for those, they go in. Go ahead. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but for those who don't no. know, what are IEPs and 404s? Okay, IEPs, Individual Education Program which means a kid okay. might, have, might say, okay, he needs special assistance and might have someone that might need a, a uh, aid to sit with him throughout the class to help him understand and help him read through the work. And, and, and so little, little needs. And same thing basically with the 504. But it's just Five. special plans for that kid. You know, mm-hmm. So that's all it is. Versus it, it, it's that there might have some challenges uh, understanding everything and from just another kid's don't. So they just need a little help, you know. And what we found is, and one of the advocates, his son was uh, had an IEP. And it could be for any reason. It's just not, it could just mm-hmm. be for any reason that, that they have an IEP. But his son went on to graduate from a four-year school, you know, and doing very well now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's about giving the kids the services that they need. And that's really what it comes down to. The opportunity, you know? the opportunity. So you, yeah. you mentioned the schools may, I mean, can you give us an example of a reason the school may, you know, tell a parent something that's different from, you know, what their civil rights are, something that you have experienced or dealt with? Sure. Let, let, let me give it to you straight and raw, because no yes. teacher or administrator is going to lose their house, their car, and can't pay their kids tuition for your child. Mm-hmm. That's why they lie. And I have parents say, oh, my teacher, I said, stop. I said, as soon as you go in front of school board or you have a hearing, don't matter how much that teacher liked your kid, all that's going to change in favor of the district because your kid is only going to be there four years and they might have another 25 to go. So they're not going to mess up their career for your child. It's just not going to happen. And I tell wow, the same thing. I wouldn't lose. I wouldn't lose everything I got over your child either. If your child, you know, it's just how it goes. But what happens is, because if you give the kid what they need, they can succeed. And so when I say I'm not gonna lose everything I have, if you have a job, then you're a company man or a company woman. It's just how it goes. Don't matter how right. long the company is, you're gonna side with the company, because. If you don't, it's going to be retaliatory action. And as hard as it is to find a job today, 
no teacher with 10 years want to be a hero and saying, yeah, 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 you're right, and the district was wrong, and then have another 15, 20 years of work there. It's not going to work. They're going to do something to get that teacher out of the district. Good, bad, or different. So it's what does the, the teacher plays. normally do? What does the teacher do in these instances? What does the teacher they say? Lie. Okay, the they teacher. Lie. Okay. I mean, I mean, let me give you an example. So okay. over, over Thanksgiving holiday, I get a call, and a teacher and a, and a secretary told a little boy, I bet you won't last here three weeks. Oh, wow. So he comes, he comes into the class, and his mother is on site, and asks the teacher, hey, do they supposed to bet on me? It's like, what do you mean? Well, they just bet on me that I went last year three weeks. So now that's bullying. So I call a meeting with the uh, assistant principal. So I go in and talk to him, and he says, you know, my uh, teachers, you know, said, you know, we bet if you don't change your behavior, you know, you won't last here three weeks. I said, they're lying. He said, well, no. I said, yeah, they're lying. I said, that was the first time. What about the second or third? He looked at me. I said, see, that's the issue is I just blew your hair back because you didn't know it was two or three more times. So your teachers are bullying, and they should have came clean so you could be in this meeting and not look like a fool. So now it just shows your teacher, your administrator, I mean, your staff, administrator staff have no integrity. I said, I will be at the board tonight talking about this situation. So I don't have a problem going to the board because when you go to the board and you say something or you request something, they have 30 days to get it to you or to respond. And all that is illegal, and they have to do that by law. So that's the whole reason you go to a board and do requests. And one, when I go to a board and speak, I record it and put it on, put it on social media because I want individuals to see what's going on in these districts because many times it's not singled out to one child. It's going on with many different kids, but because parents are not talking or they might have different work schedules, they don't see the kids and know what's going on at the district. So that's to be also put, put the awareness out because we have to hold the schools accountable the same way we need to hold law enforcement accountable. Right, but the, the bullying is just simply amazing. It's wonderful because that's oh, Okay, let me say this right here. Okay, okay. It's part of it was he had an IEP, and that's the same kid that once he got the hearing test, he started doing better. So whereas mm-hmm. they will tease our kids, want to discipline our kids out of the district, they're not meeting our kids' needs. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that's, yes. so, so that's the three-legged stool is saying, you know something? First of all, let's see what the needs are of the kid. And if you meet them, then we can go from there. But we're going to hold the kid accountable. But if you meet the needs of the kid, now let's find out why he or she's acting out and what's going on. Right. You know, and something else parents need to do is stop going to the school and tell them, tell them the school they're all their business. Mm-hmm. Because the school is an extension of the state, and they're documenting that. And there's so many right. meetings I've been in where I'm in a meeting and I hear uh, a, a teacher or administrator say, yeah, remember when you told me 
that uh, you and your husband weren't getting along? And it comes out. And I'm like, that shouldn't be none of the school district's business. Right. Because they can use that information, and they will use that information and, and, again. And they will. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they will. And you, and, they, and the parents are going in just, you know, trying to be honest, speaking the district is really there trying to help them. Right. But it could turn around on them. Right. And so part of you, you advocating for the students is a part of the um, – I'm sorry, I forgot the phrase you you used the from from school to prison pipeline. Yeah, the preschool to prison pipeline. Preschool to, and, pre- and basic, to prison pipeline. And, and I use the phrase, and I say from pregnancy to prison, because if oh, wow. our young mothers are not getting what they need nutrition wise for that baby, it's going to be some challenges. Right. You know, and anyone looking at the, uh, listening to the show. I would tell them to Google footsteps to brilliance. Footsteps and to brilliance. And what that is, footsteps to brilliance, I think it's dot com. But just Google footsteps to brilliance. And what it is, it's a learning tool because studies have shown children of color from zero to five miss out on 30 million words. Wow. So by the time you send your kid to school and put all the responsibility on the superintendent to educate your child, your child is at a big disadvantage. And what this platform is, is able to be used on any kind of device, but it's for kids to learn. And it's games, and kids get immediate response. So if kids are playing the game or reading, then the parent, can get the immediate response. And if the school district done it, they can get the immediate response. So if you tell your child go in there and read the book and 20 minutes later you said, hey, uh, you done with the book? Yes, mommy, I'm done with the book. You can't tell if they're done with the book. But on this program, you can look and say, get back in there, boy. Get, get, girl, get your butt back in there. You only read for 2 minutes, 37 uh, seconds because everything's mm-hmm. captured. And it teaches on all eight ways of kids learn that we learn. So it has won pro, uh, um, awards from uh, President Obama administration and things like that. So it's a powerful tool. And also they're looking at it right now for a couple of California prisons because we know, because we know that illiteracy has a direct a correlation to the people in prison. So that's what we need to understand. And just also out here in Riverside County, they got two brand new jails, and you can't make money on empty buildings. Right. That is so true. And, and again, I, I can speak to that because also I have done public uh, service um, job fairs because I'm about action. I'm not about, you know, a lot of chatter. So after mm-hmm. the Michael, Michael Brown situation, I started to do uh, public safety job fairs trying to get more people of color and, and black people and law enforcement, because we got to know what's going on inside the building. We can't just be on the outside saying, hands up, don't shoot. There, there's a, right. You know, that feels aborted. There's a need for that, too. But my lane, I do something different. So I don't put down any other organization for what they do, because if they feel they're moving forward and doing something, that, that's their perception, that's their reality, and I don't, I don't beat up anyone else. It's too much work to do. 
for us to be nitpicking at what someone else does. It's just too much work to be done. Right. But you are doing a lot yourself. I mean, you just have so much going on. When is, when is your next event, and what can people expect from it? Again, our next event is uh, April 21st out in the city of uh, Ontario. It's a, a 8 to 3, one-day event. And the, the different business model in which I change, and, and I'm going to lay this game down to everyone who's listening, okay? Back in the day okay. when they used to do L.A. Black Business Expo, and this is no slight and no disrespect to Mr. Hambrick or anyone else, Barbara Lindsay or anyone else who done expos, but expos shouldn't, to me, be family events. Because what happens is when you have it be a big family event like it was, you have the step show, you have the gospel show, you have car shows, you have all these things. And then when is business really being done? I remember going to expos in L.A. Convention Center, and it's so loud you can't talk because of three or four right. different radio stations trying to compete. So, and I looked at, we eat for three days and we starve for 362. Mm. So now, right after mm. the expo, I hear about it on Monday and now I want to start a business. I got to wait a whole another year for it to come back around. And so, and with that, now it's hard to do a expo with the same business model that they had back in the day, a three-day event at the, community, at the uh, convention center, because the largest black community event right now and family event is a taste of soul. So whereas mm-hmm. you label the Black Business Expo a family event, you can't compete with the taste of soul with the great job uh, Mr. Bakewell had did, has been doing with 200, 300,000 people. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yes. So my event is a different focus, event. and they shouldn't be in that it's lane. It's a different yes. focus. Yeah. It's a different focus. So my events are business events, and everyone who comes to the door, they pay because it's business. Mm-hmm. So right. what happens is, so with that, we offer training. So like I said, we're evolving not just an expo, it's a training company because that's the biggest need I see. And with that, I do business mm-hmm. coaching and consulting and all that also. But that's what I see is we need training. We need training on how to do business. You know, so when someone says, okay, hey, uh, Jerry, I'm, a starter, I'm opening up a restaurant. I said, have you ever catered anything? They said, uh, no. I said, so where's your following? I said, your kids, they eat free at your house, but they don't want to eat at home every day. So how are you going to charge people to come in? And something else, we wait till we open the doors to start marketing. Everyone else, I said, well, many other businesses and cultures, they start putting signs out six months in advance, coming soon. So every time you drive by, you know it's coming. Right. You know, so it's just different things that I think we need to do, you know, when it comes to, to the business arena. So our events are eight to three, uh, once a quarter on Saturdays, and we do training. So the format is uh, training, 20, 30 minutes, then networking, training 20, 30 minutes. So the first hour, I train individuals on how to do a 30-second infomercial. Because if you go somewhere and someone is speaking three to five minutes, they really don't know what they do, especially during the Mm -hmm. introduction. Because it's just to get someone to say, tell me more, or how do you do that? That's the inviting part for them for you to tell them more. 
you know, and it's about relationships, you know. So you teach them how to do it in 30 seconds. Okay. Are there any tips that you can give our listeners about um, a 30-second approach? Yeah. Right away, you need to say who you are, where you're from, where your ancestors from, what you do, how you bring value, what's your quantifiable value, meaning overall all the years you've been doing it. So my quantifiable value is since I've been doing the Black Business Expos, I have been able to help black business increase their sales by millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And they say, how do you do that? Through my expos, through my directories, and through personal referrals. And with that, I call back because individuals call me. I do customer service calls and call back and say, hey, Sharifa, you had the electrician come out. How was the service? And how much did he charge you? So now I can get the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so cool. that right there, that, yeah, that piece right there. So, um, so yeah, and so our, our concept is our presenters should be able to deliver a minimum of 2000 to $2,500 worth of value and marketing tips. Mm-hmm. So if you come that day and you make the investment in your business to come and spend a day with us at the Southern California Black Business Expo and Tour Training Academy, if you take one to five techniques that you learned, then you should be able to go out and turn money. Because as a small business, we need to turn money every 30 days. We don't mm-hmm. have a large capital and, you know, seed money and investors and venture capitalists who are going to let us make some mistakes before we can eat. No, we have to be able to turn right away. And the other thing is, our events are not super big. So as you build a relationship that day, you're going to know that you and that person should be able to exchange some money within seven to 30 days. That's what it's about in right. my events. I've been to events okay. where I collect two, 300, 400 cards. I call the next 30 days and I get nothing. So I never worry about, you know, how many people show up to my event. long as we do what we need to do and deliver a great service and value, Who's supposed to be there is going to be there. Right. But you have some incredible events that bring out the people. So there's definitely yeah. no need to worry. I mean, the speakers, the businesses, the attendees, everything is, I mean, your events are really um, different um, than uh, any of the expos that I've gone to, any of the business events that I've gone to, just based on the presentation, based on um, what you bring to the table. So I think what you're doing is amazing. What are some of the things? I know you said you have the app that's coming soon, and you have so much going on that I almost hate to ask, but are there some other areas or other things that you want to start focusing more on in the future? Well, you know, um, I, I got it right now because I have, um, and I signed a, a collaboration. So right now I have five businesses. You know, and I signed a collaboration uh, with a company back east, um, and they approached me. You know, said Jerry, we want to work with you, and their sales last year was six hundred fifty million. You know, so mm-hmm. that was a good stroke to the ego. You know, half a billion dollar company. And it's a black they business. Approach me. Yeah, you know, okay. said again. Said again. It's a black business. No, no, they're not a black business. They okay. approached me, and what they do. And what it is, it's a compliance platform. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if an individual, and this is how I'm going to market, and I market it up under sure check it, okay? 
Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. concept is if you're a prime and if you're dealing with subs, you need to make sure they got workers' comp, liability, insurance on their trucks, and making some other checks. So you mm-hmm. upload all the requirements to our platform, and then they have to upload all the paperwork. So our platform mm-hmm. manages the paperwork. And once everything, all the paperwork is there, both sides get an email that's green, say you're good to go. So, but mm-hmm. if you don't, if, if then if some paperwork expires, and we'll send out notices saying, hey, Sharifa, you got 60 days to this paperwork expires, 30 days, 15 days. Then once it expires, both sides get an email, say stop. So now the mm-hmm. prime is able to call and say, Sharifa, get off my work site. My company is exposed because mm-hmm. you don't have all your paperwork mm-hmm. up to date. Right. So we man, we help manage things like that. If they're a staffing agency dealing with registry with nurses, we can help them manage the nurses' CPR card, ACLS, BLS, you know, and all the certificates they have, certifications they have. So it's a it's a, a management platform to help companies focus on and do the main thing, and we handle the other part of it. Wow, you you are you just have so much going on every area, every aspect of a business from the start to the funding to the marketing to the events to the sure check it. If you are able to offer business owners so much, and then also focusing on the Black Student Advocacy and June tenth. I mean, do you sleep? I mean, do you have time in your day to sleep? But, but you, you know something, I'll say that I'm blessed to do. I do the things that really produce. Mm-hmm. I'm not wasting time on a lot of other stuff, you know, and part of that is having peace in your life. You know, it, you, you can't have a lot of other drama and other things going on if you're trying to really be focused and get to the next level. So mm-hmm. I don't watch TV, you know, my, my actual mm-hmm. TV monitor I, I use as a, um, as a screen. So I don't watch, I don't, you know, I don't follow sports like that. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's too much work to be done, you know. So, I mean, most of the news I get, I, I, I go to the Internet, get the news to stay up to date. I'm probably reading anywhere uh, from an hour to an hour, half, two hours, you know. So part of my day mm-hmm. is just reading and researching. Because as an entrepreneur, we need to be able to talk on a lot of different levels to a lot of different people. You know, we don't we don't have a big corporation behind us. We can call and say, hey, this. But I, but with my network, I, I do have resources I can call and say, hey, what do you know about this? What do you think about this? You know, mm-hmm. I got a text this morning about uh, 515 from someone back east who said, hey, Jerry, let's partner on this business. And I tell her, you know, I, I just don't have time now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can It's only so many hours in a day. There you go. I can't add anything else to the plate. Right. And let me let me say this right here. Let me let me give this tip before we wrap up. I know we've already wrap up. Okay. Okay. If if you take someone, if if you're new in business, and you take someone or so you say, hey, someone that's doing business, and you take them, they say, hey, I want to meet with you. I want to go to lunch. Pay for the lunch, and the person who don't have any experience. Don't think the other person should pay because they have it going on and making money because nine times out of 10, you're not going to bring anything to the table that they don't have access to. Mm-hmm. And that's just a good business model to start with that when you go to lunch with someone and figure you're going to pay, don't go thinking you're going to get a free lunch 
because that just sets so a bad precedent. Mm-hmm. Not only so do that, you feel as? It, ah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. But no, no, go ahead. No, but no. My question was: you brought that. Not that it's a bad thing, but out of all the business experiences and business tips that you know could have possibly or directions that could have possibly came up. Do you think that that's somewhere where a lot of business owners go wrong in, in expecting the free lunch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the things that people look at. If you've been in business for a while and you're saying this mm-hmm. person calling me, you know, and, okay, I'll, I'll give them 15 minutes to a half hour, you know, and then, then, you know, they expect to get a lunch too. It's like you're starting off wrong, mm-hmm. you know. It's just it's just bad. It just sets a bad precedent. Not only that, if you're doing an MLM, tell the individuals what you're doing. Don't try to get them to a meeting and say, I, you know, right. I, I can't tell you, you know, because there's enough people who've been to MLMs, and I had to embarrass a guy that I went. I said, is this and no, and no, and I got there it was, and I had to stand up and say, how do you feel? We're going to have a business relationship when you start off lying. Mhm. It just it just don't work. You know, so yeah, I've been in. Yeah, he he couldn't say anything. His, his upline had to address it, and I left. And you can't mm-hmm. you can't do that to people. Well, you know, I need you to really come to get the full. What is it? You know, right? So that's what I said. I said, force major binder. I know how the MLMs work. You know, right. I said, but you got to be honest. Well. Yeah, you got to be honest with people and tell them what it is, you know. And with that, that is let me say this right here. Mm-hmm. Let me say this mm-hmm. right here before we wrap up. Okay. The only difference between an MLM and corporate America is if you ask your boss at your job what he makes, he can fire you. You can get fired. Mm-hmm. Versus mm-hmm. in an MLM, the motivation is to know what the guy above you makes. Mm-hmm. Because they both have national, regional, districts, local managers, you know, and all the other titles to give it. So the infrastructure is the same. But that's the really only difference is if you ask your boss what he makes or she makes, that's, that's grounds for termination. Absolutely. You have heard it here on Ask Sharifa AMA. And so I definitely want to thank Mr. Jerry L. Green of the Southern California Black Business Expo, Serving the People Nonprofit, the Black Student Advocate, Juneteenth, the SCBBE Community Calendar, and so much more for being a guest on today's episode of Ask Sharifa AMA. Thank you, Mr. Green. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. Until next time, we will be back on Ask Sharifa AMA on Monday with a brand-new guest. For more information, visit our website at AskSharifa.com.